Chaplin. <laughs> Welcome to the market. Hi. Go ahead and park it. Hope that you are starving. Debbie Roots Deep got me thinking it's a parsnip. Every week I get knowledge to go. A year before everyone, how did they know? Figuring how they go college to pros. I pop it on listen and now I'm the pro. I'm still trying to grow. And they do the same. Hundreds of teams, too many to name. And yet they are filtering everything. Only the best, Shane Hallaman Kane. Marketplace, marketplace. Debbie is everything, marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Market Marketplace, marketplace, Debbie is everything marketplace. Finding the talent is art, I'd say. I leave it to them while I carve my name. Hey! Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Debbie Marketplace Podcast. Kane, Shane, and Nelly back with you again. Today, we have to do a return of the nonsense. We're finally in off season. Uh, so, we're going to talk real quick favorite underrated comedy show because I just started mine on the uh, off season binge session again. So, we got to talk about that. We're going to do a Devi mock draft. We're going to go at least two rounds, hopefully three. We'll see. Uh, Shane will give us a history minute, and we'll do our buy, sells, and unknown stocks at the end of the show. So buckle up. We got a good one. Shane, do you just want me to go first, and I'll tell you my favorite underrated comedy show that hopefully you've seen before? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's doubtful that I've seen it. That I've seen it before. Maybe Nelly has, but you go for it. Uh, so if you are looking to stream this show, it would be it's both on Amazon Prime and Peacock. It is a show called Psych. I have seen Psych. So that's, that's good. Now, Psych is an elite comedy show. Like a lot of people aren't going to think so. You if you like 80s movies, especially like 80s, and 90s movies, there's a ton of references that you'll really appreciate. Uh, but I think that's truly one of. I think it's probably top five, top ten shows for me. Uh, it's really great. And it like lasts for like seven seasons. And it's 40-minute episodes. Uh, I really like the show. I think it's really great. Um, also, James Roday is great. So um, that's my favorite underrated Scott Fishbowl every year. He does. James Roday. So it's a good dude. That helps. Um... All right, I, I have two, so I'm going to go, uh, like, I don't think, I don't know if either of these are, if any of you have seen either of these, but um, my two are Better Off Ted. That's all right. It's, uh, I think, a good show that didn't get enough time, and then uh, my other one, Sports Night, is by far my favorite, um, was an early 2000s, I think, show about, like, an ESPN type kind of bet behind the scenes if you if you make it through the there's a laugh track for a little bit if you make it through that and then you get past it it gets it gets really good there's a draft episode i watch every day uh every year on the nfl draft day <laughs> every day uh, start every day. <laughs> every day i love it that much uh, every year on the nfl draft everyone watches stupid draft day movie i watch uh, sports nights oh quiet that movie's good <laughs> I actually there there's floating out there. There is a um my first time watching it, we actually live streamed my reaction. It still exists if you search for Yeah, it. it's obviously some of those trades aren't realistic. I get that. <laughs> so weird. But like it's still fun. I usually fast forward through the lovey dovey parts. I don't care about those. It's fair. You're there for the football. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I don't know if this is underrated, but Archer is very, very funny. Good show. I need to rewatch Archer. I probably haven't seen like the last like five seasons. It's worth going back. It's well, it's I so funny. Things got, things got weird after they, you know. <laughs> yeah. No, things definitely get weird. But that whole show is weird. Are they going to continue going after the gal died? Uh, is it still going? I want to say it is. Uh, maybe I've missed a couple seasons too. Oh, yeah, it's still going. Yep. Certainly is. They're plugging away. That's hey. season 11 now. Wow. Good I need to catch back up then. Uh, I've also seen H. John Benjamin, uh, his comedy bit live. He's very funny. Like, there was a guy that would re- was laughing obnoxiously in like the front row and he just blasted him and everyone was like cheering him on every time <laughs> he made fun of this guy it was so good crowd, um, crowd heckling is in now in stand up comedy it's in we, no I don't like when people heckle the comedian but I love when the comedian heckles the crowd no that's yeah. what I meant like just crowd work yeah because I, I, I think that helps people feel included especially when People are just starting out in like small clubs and stuff. This was in college. So like our main auditorium had like what 150, 200 seats. So like it's not like it was a huge show. Um, but yeah. Watch Psych if you haven't. Nelly, that's for you. Watch a couple episodes. Like if you don't like the first couple episodes, it's not for you. But like it's funny. I think I have before and got distracted, which happens with 90% of shows for me. But I'll revisit it just for you. It's ridiculous. But like that's what makes it fun to yeah. me. Um, any uh, honorable mentions that we need to talk about? No, maybe, maybe next week we'll do a, a full uh, snake draft on our second podcast of comedy TV shows. Might be uh, fun. So it's always sunny. You can go one on one. Yeah, but I'm claiming that pick. It's always sunny is very good. Oh, so you can take community. <laughs> no, that'll be value in the fifth round. Good luck getting into the fifth round. <laughs> so sign up for the secret shopper program. See so you and listen to that draft uh, next week. Yeah, you also get our rankings, our Devian rookie rankings, as soon as I finish mine. Um, and it's just a fun time. Uh, but let's dive into this Devi mock here. Uh, we'll just give Nelly the first pick so he can just get on with it and talk about his favorite player. Yeah, give me Caleb Williams. Best player in college football, best quarterback in college football this year. Would be the 101 this year if he was draft eligible. Won the Heisman this year. Um, super efficient as a passer. Um, very Where athletic. Plays quarterback at University of Southern California for Lincoln Riley, the quarterback whisperer. Uh, just a home run of a 101. Yeah. Shane, you want to you wanna be a homer here on pick two? I'm going to take pick two, and I'm not going to be a homer. Woo! I'm going to be a homer here. You know what? So when we do these drafts, as always, super flex and tight end premium. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to take Drake May, quarterback in North Carolina here at the 102. And I'm not super comfortable with it. Like, I have some fear 
that Drake May could end up being a bust. Like, once again, the odds are that the uh, – I say it all the time – the top two quarterbacks going into the year, usually not the top two drafted. Uh, I have fear that maybe Drake Baker, but he's big, he's fast, he's athletic, he carried that offense, no Josh Downs. We'll see what happens. The NFL is probably going to like Drake May a lot. And he goes to school at the University of North Carolina. That he does. If you're wondering. Um, at, at 103 here, I'll take Marvin Harrison Jr., the number one overall wide receiver for me. Best uh, player that's not a quarterback in college football. He's a wide receiver at the Ohio State University. Um, go Bucks. I'm just trying to hype you up, Shane. Like I'm, I'm, I'm uh, getting excited. We got more Buckeyes to take in this draft, so uh, maybe one or two more. <laughs> um, maybe three. Um, <laughs> no, I think Marvin Harrison. Right, we're probably talking top five, top ten NFL pick. Right, like he's going to be really safe, barring injury. Right, but we can say that about every single one of these guys. Right, we could say that about Caleb Williams. Right, barring injury, he's going to be probably the first or second pick. Right. Um, so I, I don't know. I think Marvin Harrison is just as safe as you can get. I'll take the really safe wide receiver. Uh, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's smart. Um, 104 here. I, I kind of have a tier of four running backs. I think it's pick your pick your preference here. Uh, and my preference is Raheem Sanders running back at Arkansas. Um, 6'2", 230, ran for over 1,000 yards this year. He's also a great receiver at that size. He was a, he was a wide receiver recruit coming out of high school. Um, so with a guy like him at that size, with that receiving ability, he's also athletic, um, that, that presents a really high ceiling for workload and explosiveness at the next level. The one of five, this might be a controversial pick, but we do tight end premium. So I'm taking Brock Bowers, the tight end out of Georgia at the one of five. I think he is, uh, I tweet it. I think he's what Kyle Pitts, what we wanted Kyle Pitts to be. Like Brock Bowers has taken reverses 70 yards to the house. He's essentially his playing receiver in that position, but is actually doing more than just running routes and blocking. You know, he's running the football. He's great in the red zone, but even more so after the catch. I mean, he, he looks like um, an elite tight end. And that's so hard to find in fantasy. You know, if you don't have Travis Kelsey, it's like, whoops, sorry, you know, no consistency. I'll take the chance that Brock Bowers is that guy at the 105. Uh, yeah, Nelly, you you kind of hit it on the head, right? Like, there's four running backs that they're really grouped together for me, right? Um, and we've talked about this before. What's it? What helps decide in a tier for me? Um, and one of the main questions I ask is who's going to be in the NFL earlier, right? That's the biggest value increase is getting to the nfl but 106 i have to go back to ohio state um i'm gonna take trevion henderson and now i i totally know that he's kind of been slipping a little bit in in some people's rankings and in drafts and i think part of that is because we got too excited about Bijan robinson so we're like we got to put the next guy right up where we had Bijan robinson uh, so a little bit of the whole debbie community it's it's our bad a little bit on that, right? Um, also, Trayvon Henderson was hurt. Like, he had foot surgery. Like, he's very good at football. When he was on the field and healthy, he's very good at football. Um, so, I'll, I'm just going to take him here. He seems pretty safe 
to me. Like, sure, he's not going to be like he might not have as many touches as you want um, because he's probably going to split those with with some other really talented running backs at Ohio State. But Trevion Henderson, like, go back and watch his his freshman year when he's healthy. Watch his first catch against Minnesota, right where he takes it to the house. You He's probably saw that him. one, didn't you? I, well, I might probably have. Probably hurt. It wasn't fun, but at that <laughs> point, I think Mo was already hurt, so the game was over. Oh, yeah, that's not a good memory. Uh, one hundred and seven. Let's revisit the Big Ten. Um, the third or fourth best conference in the country. Uh, we'll go Nick, Nicholas Singleton out of Penn State, um, who was the second best, uh, second most productive running back in the country or freshman running back in the country this past year. Uh, kind of went under the radar. He had over a thousand yards rushing this year, and he's still pretty raw, um, but he is so explosive, and he's doing it at six foot, two hundred twenty pounds. Uh, I think he has a higher ceiling than who I expect to go at the next pick, who I think they're neck and neck in value. Yeah, well, I'll take that player uh, at the 108. I'm going to take Quinchon Judkins, the running back out of Mississippi, who basically led that backfield ahead of Zach Evans, who I think a lot of us thought was going to be the RB3 in this draft. Um, And Judkins ran away with it. He was just too good. He's, you know, Maybe doesn't have that athleticism that Singleton has, but at, you know, five eleven, two ten, can run between the tackles. Some dominant performances, uh, great nose for the end zone, and you know started having some receiving work late in the season. Um, you know, I think he had eight catches in his last four games, so I think that's coming for him too. Quinchad Judkins is is a, a great Debbie pick at this point. Now I'm up here and. I can't take three Buckeyes in a row. <laughs> like, yeah, you can, baby. But I feel like I have to. I think, I think with the players remaining, right? I think there's only one player that is super, super safe remaining on the board for me, right? Um, a lot of people, a lot of players after this have a lot of risk, and unfortunately, I have to go back just for Shane to the Ohio. State University. Um, Emeka Ibuka is very good at football. Um, ended up with over 1,100 yards in his second season, 74 receptions, 10 touchdowns. Like, Ohio State's going to be good again. And sure, you can say, like, oh, mate, he shouldn't be that safe because we don't know who the quarterback is. Like, no matter who the quarterback is, whether it's Kyle McCord, whether it's Devin Brown, they're going to throw the ball a lot. Like, that's what the offense is. When they have two really good wide receivers, well, you could probably say, when they have eight really good wide receivers, because every wide receiver is really good on that team, um, they're going to throw them the ball. Like, Emeka Igbuka, I think, is really, really safe. Yeah. Yeah, I also wouldn't have wanted to go three Buckeyes, but I think that was definitely the right pick. Think I think break I think Shane like took the players he did to make sure I had to take three. He I, did. I just want to remember this podcast forever. We gotta we gotta cement this one. I think at this point, Kane's just a Buckeye fan. Like write it down, write it, hang it in the rack. Come on down, join the bandwagon, Kane. <laughs> Go Bucks. 
No, unless you take me there to a game, Shane. We can do it. We can do it. Gophers, uh, Gophers are going to be there next year. Just saying. Make it happen. Make it happen. Well, at the 110, I'm going to stick in the in the Big Ten. Uh, I'm going to go to Wisconsin, take running back Braylon Allen. Um, another big running back. I think that's probably a trend for me. But Braylon Allen's the biggest of them all. Um, former former linebacker recruit who came in was raw and has just been productive from day one at Wisconsin. Now I'm excited for for year three because year two was a little bit of a letdown after year one. Uh, but year three has this new system coming in with Luke Fickle and with Phil Longo. Um, they're going to be able to pass the ball this year. The offense is going to open up. And I think that could be really beneficial for Braylon Allen rather than running in running against nine-man boxes, which I think he tweeted out himself. I think he's excited for, for no more nine-man boxes. And so am I. So I think he's in for a good year three. Just real, real quick, Shane. Are you worried that Braylon Allen is going to be playing a shotgun a whole lot more than he really ever has? I'm not, um, but that could be a legitimate worry that I just haven't considered. All right. No, I mean, look, it's fair. If Braylon Allen was there, I would have taken him at the 111. Instead, I'll I'll make it – what, three Big Ten players in a row, four Big Ten running backs uh, that we've taken here. Um, I'm going to take Donovan Edwards, the running back out of Michigan, at the 111. Now, Blake Corum is returning, um, but I, I think Donovan Edwards has more upside as a fantasy asset, as an NFL asset, uh, as, as a pass catcher. You know, Blake Corum's on the, the smaller side. And Donovan Edwards showed what he can do without quorum is make some big runs, work between the tackles well. I was really impressed late in the season, Ohio State, TCU. Um, I think Donovan Edwards is legitimate. I don't know what happens with him. I'm, you know, I'm scared the, the season's not going to be great, but um, I, I think he'll come through at some point. He seems like a guy that's going to have safe, safer draft capital than he does Devi value. Yeah, I agree with that. He's such and a that good might, receiver. That might push him down Devi boards a little bit too. Um, so he might be a buy probably mid-season, to be completely honest with you. I tried to stall long enough to figure out who I'm going to take at the 112. I don't think it worked. Um, this is a spot where I've been at a lot in mock drafts and I don't really know what to do. I've kind of been going back and forth between drafting two players. Um, I'm going to take the better one of the two. Um, Not the safer one of the two in terms of value. So I'm going to take Malachi Nelson, the quarterback going to USC. I think he is the most talented incoming freshman quarterback. Um, he is going to start as soon as Caleb Williams leaves, right? Like, that's the path. Um, And it's in a system that is really great, really, really great for quarterbacks. He's going to have great wide receivers, good running backs. Like, I think he's – he should be safe in value for a year. So I'll take him here. 
no no comments. I was expecting at least some. I'm surprised surprised that you took him over uh over Arch Manning just just for the value. I think the because I'm with you. I think I like Malachi Nelson. I think he's the best quarterback in the class. But we know that Manning name is going to provide some insulated value going forward. 100%. And if he and if Arch Manning's there at the 203, I take him. Just so we're aware. He won't be. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, so let's just recap this first round here. Caleb Williams at 101, quarterback USC. 102, Drake May, quarterback UNC. 103, Marvin Harrison Jr. at the Ohio State University. 104, Raheem Sanders, or Rocket Sanders, the running back at Arkansas. 105, Brock Bowers, tight end at Georgia. Go Dogs. 106, Trevion Henderson, a running back from the Ohio State University. 107, Nick Singleton, uh, the running back at the Penn State University. 108, Quinshot Judkins, running back at Ole Miss. Uh, 109, Emeka Buka, wide Receiver at the Ohio State University, 110 Braylon Allen, um, running back at a college team, uh, 111 Donovan Edwards, running back at that team up north. That's just for you, Shane. Uh, that's Michigan. Uh, Braylon Allen, by the way, went to Wisconsin. I just don't like Wisconsin. Uh, 112 Malachi Nelson, uh, who will be soon the quarterback at USC. Yeah, uh, 201. Uh, I'm going with Xavier Worthy, um, who had, uh, by all accounts, a disappointing year, too. Um, and so it feels a little bit gross to be making this pick here. But that freshman season was so good. I mean, in terms of market share numbers, it was better than the season that Marvin Harrison Jr. had this year, uh, if you age adjust him. So, like, I just want I, I want to get across how good that first season was, and if he can return to those levels for year three, um, which could be buoyed by better quarterback play from Texas this year and just a bounce back year in general, I, he can bounce right back up into being uh, like a, a top twenty NFL pick next year. Well, at the two hundred two, I said it before. I'm going to take Arch Manning the freshman quarterback incoming to the University of Texas. And I, I don't know how good Arch Manning is. I, I actually like a number of these freshman quarterbacks. I think it's a great class. I think a number of them are better than him. But there's insulated Debbie value with Arch Manning. Um, Quinn Ewers starts not doing so hot. The, the, the word on the street, oh, Arch Manning's getting in soon. His value goes up. Um, and even if he doesn't play, his value is going to go up because of the last name. Someone in your league will trade more for him in a year than where I drafted him, and that's why I like taking him. I can't argue with you at all. Um, 203, this is another tough one for me. Um, uh, Nelly doesn't like this pick. I know that. I'm going to take Luther Burden, wide receiver at Mizzou. Um, I'd like him a lot. I think he's a really talented wide receiver, right? Like, obviously, the goal is that he steps up, right? The goal is that he takes another step forward in in his progression, um, that he becomes a better wide receiver. He's very raw, but we saw him return a punt for a touchdown. Like, 
He's super athletic. That's one thing that we know. His NFL combine is going to be ridiculous when when he goes. So I'm going to take Luther Burden here at 203. Doesn't feel great, but I think we are really close to kind of a just get who you think is going to be the best type of landscape here. Yeah, you're right. I don't like that pick, but that's all right. Yep. Um, 204. I think this is a fun one. I'm going Drew Lar, quarterback at Penn State. Um, I think I think there's a lesson to be learned by the fact that it seems that the NFL loves Will Levis. They they love these toolsy guys year in and year out. And Drew Lar is probably out of the 2024 first or no, sorry, 2025 quarterbacks. Um, He's the closest out of the five stars to this toolsy athletic with a strong arm guy. Um, he's going to be the starter at Penn State this year. He's got two years to um, gain experience and show his stuff. But I think he has as high of a ceiling as, as just about any quarterback in college football right now in terms of uh, draft potential. Um, and they're bringing in weapons for him this year. They have the two good running backs. They bring in Dante Cephas. They brought in a couple other wide receivers in the portal. I think they're doing their best there to support him. Uh, I, I, I don't like I don't like us two hundred five. I, I didn't between... like the two hundred four. So yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> I well I you know I, I don't mind it, but the, you know there's a lot of quarterbacks here. I think with risk that have some upside. I'm gonna pull the trigger. I'm gonna take Quinn Ewers at the two hundred five. I, I think he's still, you know, five-star, absolute world recruit, 100% guy. Um, he, I thought he got better toward the end of last year once he really got healthy. And the game against Washington, the bowl game was was very good. I thought he played really well. And, and so I think you were still as upside, even if it becomes a situation where uh, he didn't play quite as well as we hoped. Um, Arch is going to start the year after transfer. And Ewers could transfer and pull Will Levis. You know, he's still young. He entered college a year early. So even if he becomes a four-year player, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think there's some some hope for him, and the, the upside's too good for me not to take here. Uh, Nelly, if you hated this last – if you hated the 203, you're going to hate the 206. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to take a guy who there's going to be a lot of spectacle around this player, um, but he has to perform for one year. That's all. Uh, I'm going to take Shadur Sanders. Quarterback oh, wow. now in Colorado. Um, he literally has to play, play well enough for one year. That's all to go to the NFL draft. Um, there's there's a great chance that he busts, but I'm not sure that there's another quarterback in that class, right, the Quinn Ewers, Caleb Williams class, that has as much upside as Shadur Sanders remaining. So I'm going to take him here. And I, you can tell me, like, oh, he's not – probably the best quarterback and I agree with you but in terms of value at some point this season Shadur Sanders 
value is going to be higher than it is now. And I'm just going to sell him then if I don't think he's going to be a first-round pick. Or he stays for two years and solidifies the class that isn't good. Yeah, it's bold. I mean, listen, there's you're right. He has the upside. Um, I, I think there's a bunch of downside too. Um, but who 100%. knows? There's so much unknown him with him. Hundred percent. There's uh, there is not a player that's been drafted this far thus far that has a potential downside like Shitter Sanders. And we could go another round before we get to a player that has as much downside as Shitter Sanders, right? Um, but I'm just, I think there's going to be enough spectacle and he's going to be in the news enough that his value is going to go up. Yeah. I'll say I have, 105 guys ranked and Shador Sanders is not one of them, but that could be an oversight on my mind on my part. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun pick. You were right about that. Um, it's a hoot. Yeah. 207. I'll go with the actual wide receiver one of the 2025 class. Evan Stewart out of Texas A&M um, was a consensus top two recruit with Luther Burton in that class. Um, but had a much better freshman season. Uh, and I think he's set up for, to perform there um, this year just as well, if not better. You know, he's got a he's got a connection with his quarterback who will probably be drafted relatively soon here. Um, that offense, they brought in uh, Bobby Petrino to run it, so the offense will improve. It'll be hard for it not to. Um, and, and, yeah, I just – I think his production is going to be really good there. And combine that with the pedigree, I think you have a very safe asset. Don't take my pick, Shane. I, I don't think I am, but um, 208. I'm, I'm going to go back to the quarterback well. I, I, I think I'll keep swinging at this upside. I'm going to take Kate Klubnik, the quarterback out of Clemson. You know, Clemson bringing in TCU's offensive coordinator. Like, sign me up. We finally have an offense at Clemson. I thought Kate Klubnik looked okay. You know, um, he, he wasn't great. He wasn't terrible. Like, the offense was awful. Now that that improvement's going to change things for the Clemson offense, I still like the talent. So I'm happy getting him, you know, four picks after uh, Drew Aller personally. I prefer Klubnik if you're wondering, but I also think both are overdrafted in this mock draft. Um, At the 209, I'm going to take who I think has the best chance to be the wide receiver two in the 2024 class. We've talked about him before. He's my guy. It's Troy Franklin, the wide receiver at Oregon. I think everything is set up for Troy Franklin to smash this year. He's going to be really, really good. And Nelly probably hates that pick too. Uh, but I think he's good at football, Nelly. I love the Troy Franklin pick. Come on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Sorry. Didn't mean to blow up. <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I think he's very good. I agree with you. I think he's the next best wide receiver in that class. Um, 210, I'm kind of between two guys. Um, but I guess I'll, we've been very quarterback heavy here, and I'll, I'll stick with that. Sorry, Shadur Sanders is gone. 
Yeah, I know. You took him right off. You sniped me. I was playing on him with a 210. Um, I'm going Connor Wegman, quarterback out of uh, Texas A&M, paired up with Evan Stewart, who I just talked about. I'm taking Wegman over Klubnik as of now. Uh, I think Wegman was a little bit better as a as a freshman. Um, I, I his his numbers were better. He also is a more athletic guy. He ran a decent amount. Um, and I, again, I think with that offense, I think they're they're primed to improve this year. Um, I think it's close with him and Klubnik. Don't get me wrong. I had them 19th and 20th in my in my Devi ranking. So I think it's very close. But I, I think Wegman is is underrated. The fact that we got Shadur Sanders and Connor Wegman both should go over Kate Klubnik is disrespectful. I think that's some crap. I know one should. <laughs> I, I agree with Kane. I think one should. <laughs> Neither should, but that's that's a whole other thing. Uh, 211, I'm going to go back to the Clemson well because, you know, that never burns you. Uh, I'm going to take Will Shipley, the running back out of Clemson. He's had two solid seasons. Uh, been the lead back there last year. It looks explosive. I, every time I watch him, I come away thinking a, a couple runs like, oh, this is an NFL running back. So I, I think this could end up being a steal. Uh, there are so many players I want at this spot. Um, are we going to do three rounds? That's kind of the main question. Yeah, let's do three. Happen fire three. Um, I'm going to, Shane, I'm sticking with your team here. I'm sticking with Clemson at the 212. I'm going Antonio Williams. I think when we look at projecting forward a good season for Kate Klubnik, a good season for Will Shipley, that's because Antonio Williams succeeds. Right? I think there's not a scenario that I can see where Clemson takes a step forward and Antonio Williams isn't the main wide receiver on that team for me. Um, so I'm going to take him here at the 212. Uh, I'll recap the second round here. The very exciting second round. Uh, 201, Xavier Worthy, the wide receiver at Texas. 202, Arch Manning, quarterback at Texas. 203, Luther Burden, wide receiver at Mizzou. 204, Drew Alar, quarterback at Penn State. 205, Quinn Ewers, quarterback at Texas. 206, Shadur Sanders, quarterback at Colorado. 207, Evan Stewart, wide receiver at Texas A&M. 208, Cade Klubnik, quarterback at Clemson. 209, Troy Franklin, wide receiver at Oregon. 210, Connor Wegman, somehow, quarterback at Texas A&M. 211, Will Shipley, wide, excuse me, running back at Clemson. And 212, Antonio Williams, wide receiver at Clemson. Yeah, let's hit up the uh, the incoming freshman well here. Uh, our first non-quarterback, I'm going Cedric Baxter, running back incoming to uh, University of Texas. Um Consensus number one overall recruit. I think some services have him too, but consensus, uh, he's averaged at one. He's a big back, right? He's 6'1, 215, 220. Um, he also is a decent receiver for a guy that size. I think he had like three, 400 receiving yards as a, as a high school senior this year. So I think that's something that's a little bit underrated uh, with him as a big back coming in. Um, listen, they lost Bijan, they lost Roshan Johnson. They have a lot of carries opening up. They have a ton of, of vacated production there. That backfield's wide open, and and by the end of the year, he, he's got to be commanding that backfield. Uh, he's too talented not to, and I think at that size, he's he's the uh, he's in pole position for RB1 in the class. All right, 302, I'm, I'm going to steal someone here. 
Uh, and that's Branson Robinson, the running back for Georgia. I, I want I want people listening, either in our Discord or on Twitter, I want you to tag Kane and Nelly and ask him how they let Branson Robinson fall this far. He's going to be the starter for Georgia. He looked absolutely phenomenal in the national championship. Uh, he, he he looks like Nick Chubb. Uh, he's, he's the next Nick Chubb. He's going to get top 50 draft capital and be absolutely incredible in the NFL. Happy to get him here. I love how you waited two rounds to do it and then blame me and Nelly for not taking Oh, look, look, look. It's just you guys have passed on. He's, I drafted him. Questionable. So. <laughs> um, oof. Um, I think you guys know how much I like Dante Moore. We talked about on the last uh, podcast with the Secret Chopper. It's like Dante Moore is my pick at 303. I like Dante Moore a lot. Um, not sure what else to say. Um, like he's going to be good. He's going to UCLA. Um, he's going to throw the ball a lot. So that's all I got. Yeah, that's about right. Uh, three or four, I'm taking who Kane wants Luther Burton to be, and that's Barry and Brown, wide receiver. You little bitch. <laughs> Um, I think he his his explosiveness is nuts. I mean, as a true freshman this past year at Kentucky, he he was an explosive returner. He returned a bunch of or he broke loose a bunch of kicks. I don't know how many he turned into touchdowns, but he was super dangerous every time they got the ball in his hands. And Kentucky scheme touches for him, but he also um, I mean he 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 did a fine job as a regular receiver too. He was Will Levis's number one target this past year. Um, I think he's wide receiver two in that class. I think he is wide receiver one ceiling in that class as well. You're on mute, Shane. Three or five, I'm going to take Blake Corum. Super safe pick. And ultimately, you know, if he wouldn't have gotten hurt, probably would have went to the draft, probably would have been drafted top 125. It's probably going to happen in a year. So, done. Uh, at 306, I'll take an, another quarterback from this incoming freshman class, right? I'm going to take Nico Ayamelieva. Like, he's good. And I, I'm i just getting ready for someone to say on Twitter, like, oh, uh, we should just not take anyone from this incoming class at quarterback. I'm like, that's foolish. Will all these guys hit that we've taken? No. But here's the deal, right? Like, some of them are going to, and they're going to mean a whole lot more to your fantasy football team when they hit. Um, and guess what? They're going to have value insulation for at least a little while. And a lot of people are going to be trying to take these quarterbacks. Because guess what? How many Debbie quarterbacks actually hit every year that we're actually drafting in Debbie? Two or three, maybe. Um, so I'll, I'll go ahead and keep drafting quarterbacks. And uh, when they hit... Uh, I about triple or quadruple my value that I drafted in the third round of a, of a Debbie draft. Yeah, I think that's good theory. I, I think drafting five-star incoming freshman quarterbacks is always good value strategy. Uh, that being said, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm taking a five-star wide receiver incoming in, in this 2026 class. Uh, I think consensus number one wide receiver, Zachariah Branch, going to USC. Uh, pairing up with my 101 of Caleb Williams. I think he's going to play right away. He's he's a little bit smaller, but he's incredibly explosive. Yeah, I was watching um, 
I think the Under Armour All America game and he returned to punt for a touchdown. He just looks he looks untackable against other All Star high schoolers, which I mean, like I, it's going to translate to the next level in some capacity. I think he's going to get on the field right away. He needs explosive targets, and I think Zachariah Branch can provide that. His start stop quickness is something else. Like he's really good. Uh, go back and watch. Was it in the Polynesian Bowl? Is that where he just played? Had some yeah. really nice catches um, and a really nice yak opportunity too. So check that out. Three hundred eight. I'm going to take Malik Neighbors, wide receiver out of LSU. Neighbors had a great end of the season. Three of his last four games over 100 yards. Um, beat up on Kiwi Ringo at Georgia a little bit. You know, beat up on Purdue as everyone should at wide receiver. But uh, I think Neighbors has the the athleticism. He has the size. Um, you know, he's the next LSU receiver. So I'll take him here. Uh. At 309, I'm lost. If Malik Neighbors is going to be there, to be completely honest with you. Um, so that kind of put me in shambles. Um, I'm going to take what I think is a pretty safe pick. If you know anything about the uh, coach down there at Florida, is that he really, really likes running backs. Uh, so I'm going to take Trevor Etienne at 309. Um, he's fast. Probably was... I think for me, one of the most impressive freshman running backs and just what he did at Florida, um, he was super, super impressive. I'm going to take him here at the 309, and it feels pretty safe uh, because he's going to get the ball. 310, I'm going to take the last of the five-star incoming quarterbacks, uh, Jackson Arnold out of or going to Oklahoma, um, who has seen a late rise in the services. He's bumped up into most services, top three quarterbacks. I think he was the Gatorade National Player of the Year, something like that. He's, he's won all sorts of accolades. He plays in the, the hardest division in Texas and um, lit it up. I think they won the state championship down there too. Um, I'd be lying if I said I was a, de- a devout follower of Texas football. But he was very, very good. He's the most athletic of these five five-star quarterbacks that are coming in, and he's going to sit for a year, uh, but he'll be, he'll be a two-year starter at Oklahoma. Um, after basically a redshirt year, which is, I mean, that's the path that almost all of these guys are following. Oh, man, this gets tough here because there's still a lot of good players left. Um, I'm going to take a player I probably want to take here. I have valued here, uh, but I don't think a lot of other people do. So I would probably wait around. Kyle McCord. I'm going to take close Jalen Milrow, the quarterback out of Alabama. Like for the past, what, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, last seven years, Alabama's starting quarterback's been drafted in the first round or drafted day two and become a stud. Um, Jalen Milrose, the next one, and he is an absolute tank running the football. He's going to have rushing upside out the wazoo, going to be the starter there. Um, I have Kyle McCord, I considered right, right with him, who's going to be the starter at Ohio State. Like, give me. Give me the starting quarterback at Alabama and Ohio State for the next 20 years, and I'm going to have a really nice NFL roster quarterback. I would try to pick who I think is going to be the starting quarterback at Ohio State here, but I don't know who that's going to be. I do. It's Kyle McCord. It's over. <laughs> it's, it's over. But he's disappointed. He's, he's, I don't think he's that exciting. That's fine. He, he won't be exciting until we perform. CJ Stroud wasn't exciting until we performed. That's how it goes. <laughs> uh, you're going to tuck me into it. 
You don't have to take him here, but it's someone to consider. No, it's probably right to take him. High school it's teammates with Marvin Harrison Jr. People forget. Don't forget. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to take him here. The only other person, you know, Kyle McCord is who I'm going to take here. I think he's a better chance than Devin Brown to start. Devin Brown's probably going to transfer, if you ask me, but or at least you should. Um, the only other person that was strongly in consideration for me uh, was Roderick Robinson out of Georgia. I think he's going to be the next Georgia back. Uh, um, but I'll take Kyle McCord here. Like Shane said, he's got great reasoning. Like if I can get the quarterback at Ohio State, I should probably take the quarterback at Ohio State. You know, it's it's not going to be the same, right, as Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. But C.J. Stroud, like Shane said, also wasn't exciting. Um, I don't know. I'm tired of taking Buckeyes. I'm all turned around. Yeah. Uh, Shane, you want to recap uh, round three for us and then uh, teach us a little something? Absolutely. Uh, so 301, Cedric Baxter running back out of Texas. 302, Branson Robinson running back out of Georgia. 303, Dante Moore quarterback at UCLA. 304, Barion Brown wide receiver, Kentucky. 305, Blake Corum running back, Michigan. 306, Nico Aliava, quarterback out of Tennessee. 307, Zachariah Branch wide receiver, USC. 308, Malik Neighbors, wide receiver, LSU. 309, Trevor Etienne, running back, Florida. 310, Jackson Arnold, quarterback, Oklahoma. 311, Jalen Milrow, quarterback, Alabama. 312, Kyle McCord, quarterback, the Ohio State University. And, yeah, in terms of uh, teaching this year, this 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 year, I mean, I'm doing that too, but uh, teaching today, um, we'll talk a little explanation, a little exploration, and um, we're going to go with, uh, a, a guy named uh, Joe Jens was a, a Portuguese explorer who not a lot of people know, but he's like the, kind of the pre-Columbus uh, in a lot of ways. And there are a couple of these, these guys, but um, in 1434, it was thought of if you reached what essentially was the equator, that it was so hot that like you would just burn alive into ash and your ship would just burn alive into ash and he was kind of the first guy. Julien's like, you know what? I'm going. I'm 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 going to be famous. Like if I, if I make it down there, and I'll pass through these. They're supposed to be like sea monsters and unspeakable monsters and heat and everything. Um, and so he, you know, he went down, and you know, for better or for worse, made it through the equator, landed in Africa, and he's he's actually that exploration is what started the slave trade for Portugal in Africa. So once again, maybe for worse there, but uh, that's what opened up exploration to the new world and to go around the globe. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm going to hop in first here on these buy sells and unknown stocks. Um, and one of my buys, I'm going to take who I believe is the best running back at the university of Miami. And that's Trevante citizen. Like he's really talented. Um, I think, Obviously, the injury killed him. Um, but also, we saw how much Miami needs a run game to be successful. Um, so I think he's going to be that. My sell is more process. It's not a certain player, right? When we look at this Devi mock draft that we did, uh, in any Devi startup I'm doing, I'm trying to sell my late Devi 2 if I'm kind of back half of the, of the second round in Devi drafts. And I'm going to try and get a 3 and a 4. Um, I think 
right now there's so much depth in this class. Not just depth, but there's so much unknown. And that unknown for me starts in the second round, that backhand of the second round. So I'd rather take two shots at unknowns rather than one. So that's my reasoning there. Um, I think process-wise, that's something that I want to do. Um, my unknown stock is someone that Nelly really likes, especially for CFF purposes. Um, it's Jaden Ott, the running back at Cal. Um, I don't know what to do with him. <laughs> um, I think he's interesting. Um, like I think he did really well, but I think they've kind of brought on some running backs that I don't know why they should have. And like, I don't know what that's going to do to Jaden Ott. Like I'm, I don't know what to do. I don't know who's going to be the starter there. And I don't, it's Devi purposes. I'm not even sure if the starter actually matters at Cal. For Devi purposes. For C2C purposes, yes. For Devi purposes, I'm not sure it matters. Uh, but I'm kind of in shambles with that whole backfield. That's fair. I still like Jade Knott, but yeah, Devi wise might not be the best investment. So I feel like I'm going to end up with a lot of him and be disappointed. That's the path that I'll, <laughs> I'll take. Um, it feels like the Jaden Blue path. Right. It's like, uh, you know, but I was gay. Like, he looked good. I don't, I don't know. It's the Sean Tucker path. Yeah. Um, my buy. Running back makes sense. My buy is going to be one of Nelly's guys uh, that, you know, he pumped early on. That's Dorian Singer, uh, wide receiver now at USC. Um, I think he's going to take that Jordan Addison role. Kane talked about on our second podcast, like Mario Williams, it's time to stick the fork in him. I think. Um, and I, you know, trade, trade Mario Williams for a Debbie pick and draft Dorian Singer. I think it's a, a way to go, you know, trade him for a, a, a third, a fourth. Some people yeah. might still be looking at old rankings, jump on it. Um, my cell is, uh, sorry, Nelly, uh, for this one, because you took him in our draft, but Xavier Worthy. I, I, you know, A.D. Mitchell now transferring to Texas. Uh, Texas is going to have a pretty crowded receiving group, and I don't think Xavier Worthy gets benched, but there's more to go around. And if he doesn't perform this year, he's dropping passes. I guess, you know, Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayer, they're there to take your spot. So he, he better be ready. I, I, I would try to trade him and, and maybe, you know, a late pick or a bench player for Amike Buka. Um, I, I, I feel much safer with that. My unknown is a player in the NFL draft, a running back, is uh, Keaton Mitchell, the running back from ECU. Small, explosive, but came out early. I watch him, and I see some good things, and I see some, like, he's too small and not going to work in the NFL, and I just don't know if he's someone I should consider in rookie drafts, um, especially ones before the NFL draft. I love Keaton Mitchell, but I agree. I have no idea where he's going to get drafted. Um, I'll tell you what, my buy will be in a very similar vein to Shane's, one of the top transfer portal wide receivers. I'm buying Dominic Lovett, wide receiver who transferred to Georgia. Um, and, and I know you think Georgia wide receiver, that's pretty gross. And I agree with you, but I think that's baked into his costs. Uh, now Shane mentioned AD Mitchell transferred out. He was one of their top receivers. Um, I, some of their other depth wide receivers have transferred out. Another wide receiver who transferred in, Rara Thomas, just got arrested. So I think there's a chance that he has a higher target share than um, 
potentially originally expected. Um, and I think that'll sneak up on some people. He was significantly better than Luther Burden this past year. So if you think Luther Burden is good, which a lot of people do, I, you have to believe in some some respect in in Dominic Love. He's only a year older. He, he had a great year this past year. So anyway, I think he's a buy. Um, my sell, I feel like I keep going back to this well um, in, in some respect. Ja'Cory Brooks, wide receiver at Alabama. Um, I think he would probably be one of the next wide receivers off the board uh, in terms of like general consensus values uh, for wide receivers. And I just think that would probably be too high. Uh, the room is just so congested. Jermaine Burton didn't leave. They have more. They have more freshmen coming in. They're bringing in Malik Benson from JUCO, um, and I just don't think he is going to be able to separate himself as he hasn't done in his first two years. And they're downgrading from Bryce Young to either Jalen Milrow or Ty Simpson. That's a downgrade. The passing volume is not going to be there. If it's Jalen Milrow, it's, it, he's gonna, they're going to run the ball a lot more. I just think Ja'Cory Brooks is kind of easing for a down year, a down drop in value. Um, my unknown is kind of a team with a lot of interesting, like uh, kind of Debbie assets, like fringe Debbie assets. UCLA. Kane mentioned Dante Moore. They also brought in Colin Schley from Kent State. I think he's going to be the quarterback uh, starter. Their their whole team is going to be transfers incoming because they lost Bobo and, uh, and Zach Charbonnet. But they brought in Carson Steele. I think he's a very unknown Debbie stock for me in terms of how he can translate from the MAC to a Power 5 conference. Uh, TJ Harden's already there who had decent decent run as a freshman. And then wide receiver room-wise, they're bringing in Kyle Ford from USC. Uh, J. Michael Sturdivant from uh, Cal, who I really like. Um, and there's someone else, too. Oh, and they're bringing a, a, a tight end from, from uh, Oregon. All that to say, like, who knows what's going to happen. But it's a Chip Kelly offense. It's going to be productive. Some of these guys are going to be productive. But uh, please tell me who, because I have no idea how it's going to pan out. No, I'm, I'm with you. Um that is it for us here at the Devi Marketplace. Just want to say thanks so much for listening, and we appreciate every single one of you. Also, join the Discord. It's fun and free. Bye.